Welcome to the Dadability Podcast, proudly brought to you by WeFlex, fitness for everybody. This podcast is dedicated to the support and empowerment of all disability dads, so we can learn from each other by sharing our successes, struggles, and everything in between. Do you ever feel like you could or should be doing more as a dad? Have you ever struggled with your mental health? Having a child with a disability increases the degree of difficulty in handling everyday stresses. On today's episode, I chat with Earl and he shares his experience in how his self-awareness has helped him to shift into healthy dad mode in challenging his negative thoughts and practicing self-care so that he's more kind to himself and can accept the uncertainty and additional layers that life throws at us. Enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Dadability. I'm joined today by Earl. Earl, how are you, mate? Very, very good. Glad to be here. Hello, everyone, listening out there in podcast land. (laughs) Thank you, mate. Now, Earl is an avid listener of the the show, and um, we've kind of been connected from uh, work colleagues uh, and friends, so um, it's great to get Earl on to to share his story. Do you want to do you want to start, mate, by uh, just telling everyone a little bit about uh, yourself and, and what makes you a, a dad to a child with disability? Yeah, sure. So um, I have one little girl. She is uh, four years old, four and a half years old, Georgina, um, the apple of our eye. Um, so she was diagnosed in 2020 um, late 2020 as being with ASD level three and a global development delay. I guess the the lead up into that was really um, watching some of the milestones come and go. And I guess at the end of the day, a lot of people say it's not good to compare, you know, you, they'll find their way and everything else. But we got to a point where we were just like, it's getting a little bit further and further away. So, you know, um, beyond what, you know, what we were reasonably going to be expecting. Um, so what, you know, it can't hurt to go, Um, seek some professional help and just see if there is anything going on if there is good we know if not then you know at least we have that peace of mind so I guess that's how we got into the um into this sort of you know the autism sort of space um um yeah so that's that's the bit bit of a background with um with our family um for myself um just another layer on top below um so I've actually you know, had some challenges with mental health um, over the past, we'll just call it over the past decade. And I have been working uh, with psychologists and, um, you know, trying to access as many services as we can. Um, I guess that just adds another dynamic, um, I guess, to my journey as a dad with a child mm-hmm. with disability, um, simply for the fact that, you know, I'm trying to look after myself and manage those sorts of things and manage those personal challenges. And then on top of that, as you know, as you grow older with more responsibilities and then becoming a father, and then became a, uh, I guess, becoming a father with a child with disability. They're just other layers, um, just to help navigate and and manage um, the journey. So you know, it's been challenging. Um, you know, it's if 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 life was without its challenges, then it'd be boring, wouldn't it? That's it, mate. I appreciate you you, you sharing, and um, you know, I totally relate to the mental health challenges. I mean, mine actually started probably after the diagnosis. Um, so we're different in that respect. Um, it kind of in many ways contributed to what was going to challenge my mental health and you were dealing with it beforehand. So um, I'm sure there's a lot of dads listening that 
are in a similar boat, mate, that, that for, for different reasons had mental health challenges before, um, you know, the extra layer of, of, of this challenge that you, you're dealing with now, like, what was that? What do you remember that transition of, of, or, or any moments that stand out to you when you were kind of already working through things for yourself and then you had to add that layer on? Like what, what was that like? Um, I guess by the time, you know, leading into fatherhood, I'd kind of made that transition and I, because I had been working with a professional and everything else and working on myself, I guess I was better equipped to kind of try and make that transition. But at the same time, I guess you're never really ready necessarily mm. to be become a dad when it's, you know, when that yeah. finite point hits. Um, but I think I've found that I was a bit more aware when, you know, when, when I was struggling a bit more, um, when things weren't necessarily as expected or whatever else coming into fatherhood or as, you know, once, once Georgie came about, came around, um, I was just better equipped to deal with things and a bit more aware. Um, but, but at the same time, as strange as it sounds, like I still put myself behind, uh, behind a little bit because I'd put, you know, being a new dad and my, my new child at the forefront, making sure that, you know, everything was good in that, um, you know, in the family with the little one, with mum. So I kind of put myself in the back burner at the same time. So it's a yeah. bit, bit of a, bit of a contradiction, but yeah, so that was a bit of a, yeah, that's a bit of a something that I've really taken out of the journey. And then again, moving into, you know, as we've gone, as we've gone through again, when George, Georgie got her diagnosis kind of still, you know, the focus would be on back on her. Yeah. What she needed and everything else. And in one way I was better equipped to kind of go, well, you know, if we need help, we should go get it. If we don't know, if we don't know where to yeah. find it, we'll do our research. We'll talk to whoever we need to. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I kind of put myself behind, so I put my journey on the back burner or mm. my needs at the back burner, um, you know, with everything else in mind. So it's been a bit of uh, one step forward, two steps back and just shuffling along. Um, but at the same time, again, yeah, just, just going through my previous experience, um, just the awareness of w where I needed help mm. um, probably helped me in better, better stead than I would have otherwise, I suppose. Yeah, so you could probably articulate um, to, to your psychologist what was going on for you in that transition, mm. right? So do you mind sharing, Earl, and it's okay if you don't, mate, but just, you know, because I think most, there's a lot of dads that struggle with mental health and they just don't talk about it as much. Um, and that's kind of the point of, of what we're doing here, right, is to try and educate mm. and get that awareness so people understand they're not alone. Um, what what were some of the things that you, you had equipped yourself with in terms of, you know, to make sure that you were your, your strongest mentally prior to, to, to Georgie coming on the scene, like you obviously had a few things that you'd worked on that were working for you, like skills, I suppose I'm talking, or mindset, mm -hmm. or was there anything that like on a practical level L, that like might be useful for other dads to listen to that you were like, and then we'll come back to Georgie after, but like before going into that, what were you, what were you mindful of to make sure you're at your best? I guess a lot of the tools were just, um, in and around challenging negative thoughts. Yep. Um, so, you know, his, historically, um, you know, I might get down and I, you know, I had suffered from low self-esteem and all these little things that just drag you sort of drag you down. Um, and I think what some of the useful things that came out of the, I guess, the, the, the formal process with, with the psychologist was challenging those negative thoughts, reframing the way you, 
not only you think about things, but also the way that you think about yourself. Um, those two, uh, those are the, I guess, two of the biggest things that have helped me go along. Um, you know, you will have your up, you, you'll have your good days, good weeks, um, and then you'll have your ones that are down. Um, but having those two tools in place in terms of challenging negative thoughts um, and being kind to yourself and being mindful of how you talk and view yourself, those are the big things that have helped me in the journey, you know, in my journey up to that point. Mm. That's really well said, and I completely relate to you because that's something I had to learn on myself as well, and that was one of the really, um, in, 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 a, in a very similar way, mate, we've got a lot more in common than we realised. That, that for me was one of the huge breakthroughs of identifying that my negative thinking patterns, which for me was about personalization, right? I'd always put myself into that negative thought, like, oh, he's doing this to me. I've done the I, 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 right? And it was always... Um, way too over the top and way too sensationalized all or nothing stuff like unhelpful thought patterns mm. right which i wasn't aware was to the level it was so i totally get with what you're saying and i think if i think back if i'd had if i'd have known that prior to when i was struggling with leo I probably like yourself thankfully would have been better equipped okay so that so you were i suppose hyper vigilant then you're very aware of when um you, you were challenged as a dad once after Georgie's diagnosis, you were probably very aware then of, oh man, these are some unhelpful thoughts coming in. Um, is that fair to say? Like you had really good awareness or? Yeah, it, it's, yeah, I was aware of the issues and I think, I don't know if it's false confidence or, but you know, obviously having gone through some of the process, like, oh, yeah, I know what to do with this. But at the same time, because it was an additional challenge, an additional layer, I, I yeah. guess I might have underestimated how it would impact me. Um, so even though I was better equipped, I was like, well, you know, I've got this, I've gone through things before, I've managed and worked through and I've got these tools. Um, but again, it's it's just that degree of difficulty that, that goes over the top that, you know, um, for me, I kind of had to, it's, I guess I kind of relapsed into some negative thoughts and negative patterns, particularly, you know, um, with pressures with work and everything else yeah. around. Um, again, just the, it just made it a, a tougher environment to basically really put those tools to work and um, try and think about myself um, and and really look at that self care aspect because yeah. as as, as I, I'm sure you've you've touched on it previously in, mm. in other podcasts, mm. um, the self care aspect is, is massive because you can't give from uh, an empty cup. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm probably I'm probably yeah, butchering yeah. that. No, quote, no, no, but, no. You can't. Um, yeah. No, I agree. But yeah, so yeah. that's that's um, you know, that it's all those things and the guilt that comes. Some I found anyway, um, of okay, I've got to go think about myself first rather than all these other people and these other things and other challenges. Um, navigating that as well was another that was another piece as well. But again, if you can't take care of yourself, you need to make sure you're the best you can be totally. to be able to help. Yeah. attend support yeah. and do whatever else you need to for the people around you yeah yeah so it's but it's you know as we both know it's easier to to know or be aware or say than it is sometimes to do because those challenges the degree of difficulty is increased as you said you hadn't faced them before and yeah i totally understand why you might have felt some some false confidence of okay i'm better equipped than probably what it turned out to be as you're going through so how, how would you what what challenges you the most now well, like uh, if you're if you're honest with yourself as a dad, like uh, trying to cope with the everyday stresses, like what challenges yourself? I guess God, there's probably a couple of things. It always feels like 
I could be doing more or I'm not doing enough, um, which is partially, you know, you want to make sure you're doing as the best you can. Like there's, that's, that's all well and good. And that's great um, in terms of, you know, helping your child, helping your family um, and also helping yourself. Um, you know, it's just, it is a bit of a juggling act in terms of trying to tick all those boxes. Um, yeah, I found that, yeah, I, I, in terms of my thoughts, a lot of it, yeah, is could I be doing more? Am I doing enough? Um, and that's just not only, yeah, not only for Georgie, but for my wife as well as supporting mm. her and, and trying to be there as much as I can, even though currently I'm not physically there yep. um, with, um, with the, with the work change. Um, but yes, it's, um, those are the, those are the, probably the biggest things mm. I think um, that, that, that come up for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and how do you like, how are you going with, with, with working through that? I mean, it's, um, cause I can totally relate to it. It's, it comes from a place of maybe a bit of guilt, maybe feeling hard on yourself. Um, there might be absolutely nothing else you can do, but the fact that you, um, it's coming up for you as a challenge means that you, yep. you, you've got a high expectation of what you, what you expect of yourself. And, and I know from my personal example, that was because I expected of that of myself in work and I expected that of myself mm. at school. And so I just carried that forward, like with this weird, <laughs> this weird expectation that I'm a high performance dad, you know, and, mm. and, and, there's never a bad day and I've got it always under control and I'm always doing the more, more, more. And it's unrealistic. Yeah. It's unrealistic. Mm. Right. So as you're working through that now for yourself, like how's it, how's it going? Yeah. So there's a couple of, um, so in the work that I've done previously, they, they talk about different modes. Um, so there's a healthy adult mode and demanding mode and there's, there's different, um, I guess there's, I don't know for yourself anyway, within, within yourself, there's, there's this, I guess if you want to call it like a, a boardroom table, there's all these different heads um, that serve different functions, have different opinions and everything else. So um, I, I tend to default to the demanding mode where I, again, I always want to be trying to do, doing the best I can, doing the most I can, trying to be the best um, at providing whatever it is and doing whatever it is that I need to for the people around me. Um, but at the same time, it's not a healthy beneficial mode to be in all the time. It does, it can serve its purpose. Um, but at the same time, healthy adult mode, sometimes you just need to be kinder to yourself and accept that, you know, you're doing plenty, um, and that, and that's enough and you are enough, um, because otherwise you're just going to be chasing something with, with no end. Um, and that's not good for you, for you and it's not good for the people around you. Cause at some point you kind of, I find myself, if I'm in that mode for too long, I tend up, I end up applying those principles to other people and, um, the people around me and that's, and that's not fair on them. You know, I mean, it, even with, even if it's well intended, cause you want to, you know, deliver a result or whatever it might be, um, whatever aspect of your life, it's still not a healthy mode to be in all the time. Um, because yeah, it's, 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 it's just, it's not realistic and it's not sustainable, um, for your long-term sort of mental health and, um, you know, in terms of managing the relationships around you as well. I completely agree. And I, you know, I'm glad that you said you are enough and, and it's, um, it's an interesting one for me because I wonder like, where does that even come from? Like, if you ever doubt that, I guarantee it's not coming from your, your wife or your family. Right. So where's yeah. it like, so where's it? 
have you, have you kind of, uh, is that, is that how you just prove it? You kind of unpack to say, well, where's that even coming from? Who's telling me that? I'm guessing no one. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, a lot of it's internal dialogue. It's internal and dialogue. That's what I found. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't, I know nowadays when you, you see people and social media and everything else talking about all the haters and all this, and I'm like, I don't know who you're hanging around, but I don't have people telling me that yeah. you're not doing enough. And, yeah. oh, I'm, you know, at least I'm lucky enough to, to be around people that, you know, support what I do, appreciate yeah. who I am and everything else. So it's a lot of it's internally driven or, you know, you might be, the way you've been thinking about past situations, you know, might affect the way that you talk to yourself or the way that you view yourself. Um, you know, if someone's given you, as an example, um, if someone's given you feedback before, it's not a bad thing to get feedback, but you might just think about it. Oh, geez, I've stuffed it up or, oh, you know, I'm no good at this or yeah, I should have known that and everything else. And that that's what you draw out of that feedback. That's not necessarily, I would think, um, the intention behind that from the other person to make you feel bad. It's just yeah. um, you're driving it yourself, um, which is crazy, right? It's it, just. <laughs> it's crazy, but at the same time, it's totally relatable and understandable because, you, you know, we are not the only dads in the world doing this right now. We're putting these expectations on ourselves and then holding ourselves accountable to it, to something that we've made up, right? <laughs> so yeah. You go yeah. far out. It's. Um, but I think it comes from, you know, my view is I think it comes from just the byproduct of, of kind of how we, how we've evolved, you know, as a society, like it's, there's an expectation that, um, you, you can be, you know, the, the perfectionism mindset is, is a reasonable one to have. Like, why, why can't you always be able to do something? And I think it comes from, I don't know, my view is it's more high performance people that are successful. Like they put these unrealistic bars and benchmarks on themselves when it comes to being a dad, which is just it's crazy because there's no, um, <laughs> there's no exam. There's no, um, end of year review. There's no, like, do you know, <laughs> yeah, I, w I wouldn't want one of those, but, um, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no pay rises for dads that are associated with how well you do. You like, there's nothing, but I think we, we place all these really crazy expectations. Um, okay. So, so that's makes total sense to me, mate. So you feel like you're, um, that's the progress that you're making in terms of you're your challenging specifically that kind of um, standard um, for yourself. Yeah, just making room for that other, that, yeah. yeah, being kind and having that other healthy adult mode where, you know. Yeah, I love that. Know, you can support yourself and be, you know, self-care and everything else. Um, again, the demanding mode can have its place, uh, but it shouldn't be the only, you know, one at the table. In yeah, the just, yeah. Um, telling you how it is yeah no i love that man demanding mode versus healthy adult mode um that's 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 good and um, it's it's um it's great that you've got that because it's sounds like it's super effective um way to help you and bring you back to that shifting modes which is mm. i think is key are you doing that all on your own earl or is there do you have anyone that's from a um i'm talking from a support around you to kind of see that and say, Earl, you're in too much of a demanding mode. You need to be kind of sit. You need to back off. Or are you having to do all that work yourself? Um, I mean, I day to day, week to week, it's it's more driven by myself. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I still keep. I, I still in. I guess in the maintenance sort of maintenance mode with uh, with a psychologist. Yeah. Um, because I found that you know, again, going back to that sort of self confidence, you just go, "Yep, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right." Until you're not. Um, so just <laughs> having that sort of that regular check-in and, and, you know, by all means, 
something more regular if you know if you are doing it particularly tough and you do need extra support extra help um you know that's the kind of way that i manage it um you know my family my family does they you know they are they do give you that reassurance and everything else but um you know from time to time or as conversations come up or if they know that you're down but at the same time like you know when you're putting long hours at the office, say, or you're always out and about, you're always on the go, you're not necessarily setting time aside from those conversations. And, you know, other people have got their own issues and all other things that they're navigating through. So at the same time, it's like um, you need to be, I find that you need to be able to work through, have those checks and balances in place or those structures in place to be able to work through those things yourself as well. Totally, mate, totally agree. Totally agree. And you, you, you said something there which I completely... Um, relate to, which is you, you, everything's fine until it's not, right? I think it's, uh, it's kind of, that was my world a couple of weeks ago when I, I couldn't have felt better. And then one thing happened and I just, yeah, I fell to pieces and it's kind of, you're never, you're never done, right? You're never mm. done. It's never, you never finished the work and you can, you know, never have to worry about challenging another thought or, you know, it's, 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 it's the different challenges. And as our kids grow up, there's different things that happen at each stage of their life, which present a whole new layer to add a whole new degree of difficulty, as you said. So, um, yeah, it, I think it's important to, and good on you for doing it on yourself, mate. Um, I'd say it's great. Um, what's, um, what else, if you, if you were, um, could go back in time and give advice to Earl before Georgie came on the scene, like w- what else would you say to yourself or to other dads in terms of, um, things that would help them? Or help yourself. Um, look again, going back to I think the self care and being kind to yourself is yeah. important. Yeah. Um, and just I guess in terms of just going back to Georgia, I suppose, and I guess this this could hold true in life in general. Um, I think so. When we when we had Georgie, um, you know, you expect you have kids, they grow up, then they'll do whatever it is they do. You just leave it on an autopilot and it'll, it'll, it'll wash out and, you know, they'll become their own people and do their own things. And it's just the journey and it's, and it's fine. Um, I guess in, which is what we expected when we had our first child. Um, and then when we got the diagnosis and everything else it's like, well, I don't know the uncertainty. I think that's the uncertainty um, and going, well, all those things that I was expecting or would have expected just, went out the window because I just don't know. Yeah. Um, and people will say, oh, well, don't worry, she'll find her own way and eventually she'll be A, B, C or D. I go, well, what if she's not? Um, and it's just a different – it's just different. Um, so I've kind of um, – yeah, I've, I think I've kind of not made peace with it, but it's I'm more comfortable with it in terms of it's, 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 it's going to be okay. Yeah. It doesn't – just because it's – not what you expected. It doesn't mean that it can't be a, a wonderful and fulfilling journey as, as it turns out, turn, as it's turning out to be anyway. So yeah, that was, um, that was, that's, that's a big thing for me, but even, um, actually one thing that I, you know, out before Georgie, what, um, what I wish I'd known, I actually spoke to, a uh, another accountant, mm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. at an event. Um, and what he was saying was, um, a lot of people will, may complain about certain things or maybe working through issues and everything else. Um, and you might be having a bad day 
and they might have a situation. And he, what he was saying to me was, um, you know, everyone's worst day is their worst. You can't, don't, don't begrudge that. Um, deal with what you have. Don't, you kind of just got to let it go. I think he was talking in the context of um, he had, uh, he had been going through some issues um, with his, uh, with his, uh, with his child. Um, and, you know, he would have a bad day and someone would, you know, a situation had come up and they'd be like, well, oh, this happened to me today. And in his mind is like firing up. And this is what I used to do as well, being firing up and going, mate, what are you even complaining about? I'm dealing with A, B, C or D and you just hold on to it and it just be ruin your day and you just sort of thing. And he said to me, he went to another, he went to a, a particular facility and then um, there was another, another family there that had a even more significant situation um, and he just realised, he goes, I can't be, you know, it, it goes the other way as well. He goes, whatever they're dealing with, whatever their worst is, that's that's their worst. And if that's their bad day, that's their bad day. Don't let it, you shouldn't let it affect you because otherwise it's just, an, again, just one of those unhealthy things where you just get wound up. Um, you know, it, comes, it almost comes down to that whole idea of, you know, run your own race focus on what you can control, focus on how you are and everything else. Um, it's just ex it's just extra noise that you you can't or you shouldn't deal with um, if you're trying to be, you know, in a healthy mental space and just being present for, you know, with whatever else you, you have actually got to deal with that you control and which actually affects you, not whatever else, you know, getting upset about someone else's gripe sort of thing. Mate, it's great advice, Hill. I mean, far out. That's that's awesome, mate. I mean, I think what you're saying is spot on. You, if you if you make it about you and your situation, or you start comparing your situation to others and scoreboarding, and I've got it worse, or I did this, that. It's it's all. I think it's all unhealthy. You're not in healthy adult mode. I think it's all unhealthy adult <laughs> mode because it's um, it's it's. I like to reframe it as um, what about the kids and what they're going through? So this is how it feels for us because we can't control it and it's uncertain and it's different expectations and I've got this and what do you have and mine's worse than you. But then what, what about the kids and what they're going through? I mean, that's, that's, that's tougher in itself if they can't, you know, particularly in the case of Georgie or with Leo for me, like they can't communicate what they've got or they're getting upset or overwhelmed and, and they just can't navigate the world because they've got unique needs that's that's harder than me trying to deal with the response to yeah. that right right like that's that's it's easier for me i'm making it about me not about like you know um, leo in that say so uh, yeah i i completely completely agree with that advice mate i think it's 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 very helpful to run your own race work on yourself not on um comparisons left and right because whilst it's quite great isn't it like we've got so many similarities we've got a similar diagnosis asd3 of our, of our kids but they're very different kids hmm. um your challenges are different to mine there's similarities but yet it's 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 helpful to understand and know that you're not alone and there's things that you can learn from but it's not helpful to compare and hold yourself against other families and what they're doing yeah. and what they're not doing right it's it's yeah 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 um I love that advice, mate. It's very good. Very good. Um, is there anything else I haven't asked you, mate, that you wanted to share or say about your journey as a dad or anything else? Um, no, I think you've, you've covered quite a bit in, the, in a short span, <laughs> short span of time. But I think the biggest, 
I guess the big some of the biggest take the biggest takeaway from for me in terms of one listening to the podcast, yeah. um, talking to you, and um, also going through my journey is that uh, you know having that support. Um, and when I say support, more specifically having um, shared ex- sort of shared experience, talking to people with shared experiences and commonalities, like it just makes for me anyway, it makes the world of difference yeah. because as much as um, you know, some of my, my friends and family and co-workers and colleagues and, and everyone else, obviously, everyone's going to be supportive and everything yeah. else. But, um, you know, it, it hits a little bit differently when you, you're hearing someone else's experience that's kind of similar to yours, albeit different, but still different. Yeah. Um, just to know that you're not alone and it's just like, okay, um, you know, this has happened. I, I can take I can take lessons um, from hearing those experiences. And, you know, I think it's just – it it's just – Good not to be alone in yeah. the, in you know yeah. at the end of the day, which is which I think is a massive thing. Yeah, it's good, mate, isn't it? It's a it's a it's the point, right? Um, we're we're surrounded in a community like this where other dads that get it and understand and accept it. No judgment. We get it. We understand. Um, we can relate, and it it is helpful. I agree. It's helpful to chat to it with yourself and just understand that. Yep. Your challenges that makes me feel better the next time i've got to challenge a negative thought the next time i've got to shift modes the next time I, I know that you're going through it too so i think it's um yeah and um you are enough mate just so you know don't be kind to yourself Appreciate that. As, <laughs> as, as are you my friend thank you, as mate. Are you. <laughs> thank you mate we've got to we've got to look after each other here but um no listen earl um fantastic mate i wish you um all the best and thanks for your support so far and um yeah um I'm always here, mate. Forget the podcast. I'm always here um, if you need a chat. Appreciate but, um, that. Yeah, yeah. Likewise. <laughs> um, thank you, man. Legend. Um, and, yeah, thanks again for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Dadability Podcast. I appreciate you. Sharing is caring. So if you guys liked it or loved what you heard, please, please share it with other parents who would benefit in listening. Or even better, write a review so you can tell the world why you love dadability. Until next time, remember, be present, be brave, and be kind.